Holy Spirit, continue to work through your word and through the words of our Savior Jesus that we would be enthralled with him for what he has done for us and want to trust him and serve him. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Red Letter Challenge, five themes, being, forgiving, serving, giving, going. Don't worry, I'll quiz you again next week. Today, being. Before you can do anything for Jesus, you first have to be with Jesus. Now, it might seem basic, like, yeah, I knew that, but how often do we want to get right to doing stuff, or how many of us are better doers than, than beers? Before we can do anything for Jesus, you need to be with him and know him and receive from Jesus only what he can give you and what he wants to give you. You see, our doing flows from our being. Who you are will show up show up in how you live and what you do and the decisions you make. And when we spend time with Jesus and be with him, we become more like him. So before we can do anything for Jesus or even obey any of his commands or attempt to follow, we have to be with him and be changed by him. I love that section in John 15. He says, abide or other translations say, remain in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides, remains in the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me and I in them, they bear much fruit, but apart from me you can do nothing. A few weeks ago, ah good, I washed it, polished it, and now in the nice lights the apple shines. My family went apple picking, and of course what what kind of apples are you hunting for if you can this time of year? Yes, Honeycrisp. So uh, they went to Cranes down in Fenville on when Honeycrisp were available for a short while and picked, I don't know, 70 pounds, which we're working through in our basement. And uh, I really wanted to eat this when I was walking around this morning carrying it. I think, oh, i got to wait till after the second service now to eat this because it looks delicious, and it will be. In order for a Honeycrisp apple like this, to get this big, what did the apple have to do? Yeah, be, good, yeah, not much, right? Uh, grow, be, uh, exi exist, right. Well, the farmer planted the trees, and they pruned the trees, they water, or, or if God didn't make a rain, they, they irrigated, they might have sprayed, but what was the apple's job? Stay connected to the tree. Now, if you can even call that a job, right? We would never say, you would never say, ah, good job, Apple. You were so good at staying connected to the tree. We're so proud of you. You should really get an ego boost. You should be really proud of what you've done. We wouldn't say that, right? No, we'd say, what a great tree. Look at the beautiful apples it's producing. Or you'd say, what a great orchard. The people who, who are in charge of this are doing a really great job. They really know what they're doing. Look at the beautiful fruit. Because yeah, I think Christian life is a lot like that. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me will bear much fruit, but apart from me you can do nothing. We as Christians basically have one main job, like the apple. Stay connected to the vine. Stay connected to Jesus, the vine, the source of true life. 
He is the one who will nourish you and feed you and make you bear fruit. If we're the branches bearing fruit, we can't will ourselves to bear fruit. No, we stay connected to the vine and he grows fruit in us. So we would never say to a person, hey, look, look, at, look at the good job that I did staying connected to the vine. I did such a good job of being a branch. Look at all my fruit. We wouldn't say that. So we wouldn't say, hey, look, I've, I haven't missed a week of church in, in three years. I'm the be- best. No, we wouldn't say that. We want people to look at us and say, what a great tree. What a great Savior. What a great Jesus. You see, before you and I can do anything for Jesus, we have to simply be with Jesus. And do you realize that some of the most important time you will ever spend in your life is time you spend with Jesus? And now I know it might not seem that way when, when if that's time in the stillness, in the quiet, praying, you think, boy, what's that? getting done, but it's true. Do we realize that some of the most important time we'll ever spend in our life is time with Jesus? Time in his presence, time remembering that you are a baptized child of God, that you were buried and you were raised with Jesus. Time in his word that feeds you and teaches and sustains you. Time coming to his table where your soul is truly fed. Did you also know that Jesus and it's recorded in the Gospels, was always trying to get away to be alone with God the Father. There's even places where it says people were clamoring for his attention, like tugging on his robe, and he would say, no, I need to go away to be with God the Father and pray. Which seems a bit odd, right? Jesus, God the Son, in perfect union with God the Father and the Holy Spirit, yet he's always wanting to go away and pray. If anybody might not need to, it's Jesus. Luke 5 says he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. And then just a chapter later in Luke, after a bunch of other things happen, he heals and teaches. He says, then he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he prayed to God. And then in Mark 6, it says he leads his disciples. He says to them, hey, come with me, come away, and rest with me. So I wonder... What does that look like for you in the life that you live from Sunday to Saturday? What does it look like for you to be with Jesus? Does it look like reading the Bible over a cup of coffee in the morning and praying the Psalms? You can read one Psalm a day and and almost all of them are attainable. 119 is a little big. You might have to chop it up. Or does it look like a walk in the woods Pretty sure it does look like this. Turn your phone off, leave it at home, leave it in the car, and be with Jesus. What does it look like for you? What does it look like, what would it look like for you to be with Jesus? Well, this morning is a great start. We come together in worship as God's people to be with him. You hear that Jesus loves you, that he died, that he rose for you, that he forgives you, that he has endless grace for you, and we come Today to the altar as Jesus comes and meets us here and feeds you his very body and blood. We are here to be with Jesus and he is here with us. What about tomorrow? What about Tuesday? What about Thursday when you're just trying to get through the week? What does it look like for you to be with Jesus? How could you stop the busy pace and make time to rest with him?
So I hope you're able to think about that today, the next coming days, as we keep going through the Red Letter Challenge. And the first week will be on being in the devotion. You can still sign up for a small group in the fellowship hall. But this week we are being with Jesus. Because when we spend time with him, we become like him. And I know many of us would rather just get up and do something better at doing than being. We'd much rather be put on a project, put some gloves on, get busy. And yes, Jesus has things for, his, for we, his disciples, to do. And we'll get there. But first, we have to be with Jesus. Be with your Savior. Be with your Savior and you will be changed. Be with your Savior and you will be formed. Be with your Savior and you will be filled with his grace. Be with your Savior and you will be sent in his name. And be with your Savior and you will be fruitful. So may the peace of God which passes or passes our understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.